Well, hey, Bay Chapel, just want to say thank you so much for joining us and wherever, wherever you find yourself, if you're watching from your house, your living room, man, if you're still in your PJs, you know, and just getting your day started, wherever you're at, I pray that God will fill your heart and mind and your home with his peace today. I'm excited to dive into God's word. And before we do, I just want to say thank you so much, because while we have been and continued to be distant and socially disconnecting, I know that there are other unique ways that we're leaning in and growing in God. And there's a lot of great things happening in our homes and online and community. And I just want to encourage you for as long as we have this time and even beyond, let's, let's continue to do that. Let's keep leaning in and ask God for ways to grow us and change us and challenge us and make us more like him. I want to say thank you so much for continuing to be generous through giving. I wanna say thank you for being generous and reaching out to people around you. I have heard from so many people over the last couple of weeks, anxiety filled, filled with fear, people who are struggling to know what is next and they're all around us. And hey, let's continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's reach out and let's minister to people who are hurting and broken and ask for God's grace and his strength during this time. I wanna invite you to lean in if you got your family with you, if you got your phone or your Bible with you. I'm excited to look at the book of Philippians today and I wanna just spend a few minutes talking about this idea, joy no matter what. Joy no matter what. And I think this is a relevant message for the season that we're in because I think we'd all admit that joy feels good when things are good. And, and happiness is easy to come by when, when Disney's still open and the beaches are still open. But what happens when everything that feels good around me goes away? And where do I find my joy and my contentment? I think that's one of the difficult things about isolation and about being alone is I start having to deal with myself. And I don't know about you, that isn't always an easy thing to do, is, is understand that God wants to give me joy in spite of my circumstances. God wants to give you joy right now in the middle of your pain. God wants to turn your mourning into dancing. He wants to bring hope into what feels like a hopeless situation. Wherever you're at, wherever you're watching, I pray today that God would fill your kids, your spouse and your life and your heart and your mind with joy that's unspeakable and that's full of glory. Let's, let's experience joy no matter what. I, I know this about joy is that oftentimes our mood is the byproduct of our mind. Our mood is the byproduct of our mind. If we're not careful right now, we are so consumed with so much news and so much information. If you're like me, man, you are, you, you're watching what's going on, on your phone. You're listening to what the governor and the president and you're getting a different report every day. And we're riding this roller coaster of emotion based on what we're hearing. There's so much happening. I think about now you turn on the TV and not only do you have the news, but now you've got Christmas movies already on the Hallmark Channel. I mean, it, it, is it the end of the world or what is going on? It is March and we're watching Christmas movies. I turn on ESPN and we're watching reruns from 1993 NBA games. You know, I, I don't know what is going on. Here's what I know, though, is that my life and my joy oftentimes is dictated by what I let flow through my mind. And I think we've got to be careful right now to make sure we're letting the right things get in because our mood 
is dictated by my mind. You know, we've, like you, we've been spending a, a lot more time at home recently. So we've been doing some more kick, cooking and, and, and time together and meals together. Recently, Jen, she, she cooked a turkey one day and she took the broth from that turkey and she used that to cook and saute some broccoli. She said, Wes, you got to come try this broccoli. And I tell you what, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of cold, crunchy broccoli. But I'm telling you what, if you saute and you cook that stuff in the right oils and the right grease and the right turkey fat, let me tell you, oh yeah, I'll go for some broccoli. Especially too, if you put some cheese on top, you know what I'm saying? That makes it extra good. But here's, here's what I realize is that what do I allow my, my environment around me and the place that I'm in and the things that I'm exposed to oftentimes impact the joy that I'm experiencing. We gotta be so careful of the environment right now that we surround ourselves with. Paul, he's in an environment that as, as he's writing the book of Philippians, he's in prison. He's not in a good place and he helps us understand that we can have joy no matter what we're going through. And I love what he says if you're following along, Philippians chapter four, verses 10 through 13. Look at this. He says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. He says, indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need for I've learned to be, underline it, highlight it, recognize this. I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstance. I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content. You know, when somebody says, I got the secret of something, my ear kind of leans in. I want to know about it. Tell me about it. He says, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. He says this, and we know this verse, Philippians 4:13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Maybe today you're not in a situation where you're in prison or, or you're in chains, but maybe you're in a situation where you just found out you're going to be chained to your kids for the next four weeks, you know? Like you just became a, a, a homeschool teacher that you didn't know you were going to be. I, I don't know what situation you're in, but Paul says this, I've got the secret to finding joy no matter what situation. And it's not based on my circumstances. Here's what... I think oftentimes it's true in our life is this, we try to get out of our situations, but God wants to change us in the middle of our situation. We, we, we're, right now, we're, we're trying to figure out how to get out of what we're going through, but God, he wants to change us in the middle of what we're going through. Another way to say it is this, is we wanna change our position, but God wants to change our disposition. We, we want to change our position, but God wants to change our, our disposition. What, what is position? It's the location where someone or something has been placed. When I consider this text and where Paul is, I recognize his position is prison. His position is danger. It's chains. It's solitude. It's isolation. It's disconnected from the world. It's, it's disconnected from even what his purpose is. 
He's in a position of pain. But disposition is the tendency to act in a certain manner under given circumstances. Oh, he's in chains, but he's in peace. He's in chains, but he finds purpose in the middle of his pain. He's in prison, but he still knows that God can use him right where we're at. He experiences joy in the middle of a difficult place. God help us to be people like that. God help us. And he wants, he wants that for you today. Wherever you're at and what you're going through, whatever season right now, it has the, it has the ability to define you or it has the ability to make you better. We said that in a past message series. It can define you or it can refine you. God, help us to find joy no matter what. We, we, we can choose to dance in the rain. We can choose to have faith in the fire. We can choose to have joy in the journey. I think there's a lot of things in our life probably right now that might be killing our joy. I was thinking a few of them as I was preparing the message, things in my own life that have the tendency to discourage me. Uh, number one is negative people. Come on, yeah, you have any negative people in your life? Don't look around the living room right now. Don't, don't elbow anybody next to you. Here's what I know about my own life is that when I'm, when I'm negative, I have a tendency to, to impact my kids. I have an in, a tendency to impact my wife by, by negative energy. Oftentimes, I think it's negative people in our life that we allow in that can steal the joy that God has for us. Or maybe it's possessions. Maybe it's, maybe we're, we're constantly chasing things and we're in a season right now where we realize the things that we have just aren't that meaningful anymore. It's like my boys, it doesn't matter how many games they have on their iPad, they're, they crave the next one. Dad, can we buy a new game? I bought you one yesterday, son. I, I mean, there's just this constant pursuit of more and it's an empty trap in our life. Or maybe it's problems. And right now the difficulties and situations you're going through are so heavy. For some, it's, it's a wrong perspective. We're not seeing through a healthy filter and it robs our joy. We, we see our life through the lens of somebody else's life and it creates emptiness in us. Or maybe it's worry. Worry is a huge one. It, it weighs down, weighs us down. It keeps us from living in peace and joy that God has for us. But I believe Paul gives us a message in Philippians 4 and how, how to have joy no matter what. And I just want to pull four things, four truths from this. If you're taking notes or if you're following along, you want to write these down or type them in your phone. Four ways to experience joy in the middle of pain, no matter what. Number one, keep rejoicing. Keep rejoicing. Paul says this in Philippians 4. He says this, rejoice in the Lord when it feels good. No, no, that's not what he says, is it? He says, rejoice in the Lord always. No matter what, rejoice in the Lord always. He says, in case you didn't get the first time, I will say it again, rejoice. I love the passage translation. It says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life and let joy overflow. Let joy overflow. You know, God wants that for you right now. He, he wants us to experience the joy that he has for us, regardless of our circumstances, regardless if, if baseball ever plays again or sports ever come on ESPN. I'm having withdrawals, everybody, probably like some of you. Joy, no matter what, 
to choose to find joy, not in my circumstances or what's going on around me, but that God is good and that God is faithful and he's going to see me through every situation. Here, here's the truth. Happiness is based on my circumstances, but joy is based in Christ. Happiness is based on my circumstances, but joy is based on Christ. I love that song that we just sang a few minutes, Great Are You, Lord. And we, we sing out these words, it's your breath in my lungs, so I pour out my praise. Pour out my praise. It, it's this realization that God, you, you gave me another day. I've got air to breathe. I've got a song to sing. I have purpose no matter what I'm going through. God, help me to rejoice always. And number two, let go of disappointment. Let go of disappointment. One of the best ways that we can continue to walk in joy is to let disappointment go quick. I think for some of us right now, we're in a season of disappointment and discouragement because 2020 isn't going at all like we thought it would. I don't think it's going like anybody thought it would. I mean, stuff is getting canceled left and right. Vacations canceled, trips canceled, sports canceled, events canceled. I heard one body say, somebody say, we should just go ahead and cancel 2020. Like it, it is the, the weirdest year ever. And it's already three months in, been filled with so much disappointment. Here, here's the truth, is that being disappointment, disappointed is inevitable. Being disappointment Disappointed is inevitable, but living in disappointment is optional. We say it again, being disappointed is inevitable, but living in disappointment is optional. I have the choice. I can walk in pain. I can sit in my pain and dwell on it, or I can choose to find joy through it. I think about so many different people in the Bible that experienced joy despite disappointment. And one person in particular is Joseph. You think about the way God had purpose and destiny for Joseph's life, but at any point in time, he could have just said, God, there's no way you're going to work this out. I mean, from, from a young age, he was blessed and his, God's call was on his life, but his brother sold him into slavery and he, he goes to Egypt not knowing how it's all going to work out. He could have given up. He, he could have been overwhelmed with the disappointment, but God blessed him in Egypt. And then Potiphar's wife seduces him because the Bible says that, that, that Joseph was a good looking man. I mean, he was, he was handsome and he had some muscles on him, unlike me. I mean, he was just, he was a good looking guy and, and, and Potiphar's wife seduces him, but he refuses. And for doing the right thing, he gets thrown in prison. One more time, disappointment. He could have let that get the best of him. He could have let it ruin him. A couple guys get thrown in prison with him. The cup baker, uh, the the cupbearer and the baker. And here in prison, Joseph, he interprets dreams that both of those men have. But, but he says, when you get out, would you let Pharaoh know so that Pharaoh would let me out and bless? But when they told Pharaoh the dream, they didn't mention anything about Joseph. Here's what I noticed is that over and over, it would have been easy for him to let disappointment overwhelm him. We have the choice are we going to let disappointment ruin us? Or are we going to have joy through it? Let's be people that have joy through it. I, I think not only let go of disappointment, but I think number three, we got to find the good 
in what we're going through. We've got to find the good in what we're going through. Here's what Paul says in Philippians chapter one, verse 12. He says this, now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. He says, notice what he says. He could have been disappointed. He could have been overwhelmed. He could have just said, you know, I'm done. But he said, no, there's, there's good in this. Why don't I go ahead and write a letter to a church and, and talk to them about experiencing joy? You know what's interesting? We're, we're in this season right now of social distancing. And, and I think about it. Paul did some of his best work while he was socially distant. Paul did some of his best work while he was in isolation. You know what? We could look at this season right now and say it's the worst time. Or we could look at this season right now and say, God, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity. I didn't want to be in prison, but God, you gave me some time to write a letter. God, I don't know that I wanted to be stuck in my house working from home, doing homeschool, but you gave me an opportunity to lean in and love my kids. You've, you've given me opportunity that otherwise I wouldn't have had. Right now, we could be overwhelmed with disappointment or we could find the good and what God is doing. Joseph, at the end of the story, you can look it up. Genesis chapter 50, he's there with his brothers. His brothers who almost killed him and threw him into slavery. He looks him in the eye and says, you meant it for harm, but God turned it out for good. You meant it for harm, but God turned it out for good. What is joy? Joy is knowing that God is working in spite of my circumstance. That God is faithful right here and right now right where I'm at. God, help us to have that kind of contentment. Help us to have that kind of peace, to know that you're faithful. And number four, let me give you one last thought. Let's focus on what really matters. In the middle of all the mess around us, the middle of all the pain and all the confusion, let's focus on what really matters. Second Corinthians, Paul says this in chapter four, he says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. You know what he's saying? You might not like what you see in the mirror because it's wasting away. But inside, God can be renewing us every single day of our life. He's making us stronger. He's making us better. He's filling us with his joy. He says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on the news, not on our phone. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal. You know, Paul had the amazing ability, in spite of everything, to keep his eyes focused on eternity, to keep looking toward heaven. It's almost as if he could see the people that had gone before him, 
that had run the race before him. And he could imagine them cheering him on saying, Paul, you got this. I know you're in prison. I know you're struggling. Listen, I know you're going through the coronavirus right now, but you're still doing a good work. And he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. I know you're a homeschool parent now. You have what is in you to be everything you need to be that mom and that dad to your kids in this season. I know that things are difficult at work, but, but I'm with you. I haven't left you. I haven't forsaken you. Why don't you lean into the promises of God? Lean into his truth. Know that God is good and that God is faithful and focus on what really matters. Keep eternal perspective. Paul says this in Philippians 1, he says this, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. We're passing through. Hey, I just want to remind you, this isn't home. Heaven is home. And the price that Jesus paid on the cross wasn't so that we could just experience a great life on this earth. It's so that we could experience the reward, the eternity of heaven with Jesus. In the middle of our confusion, in the middle of our difficulty right now, why don't we just set our eyes on God? Why don't we set our eyes on heaven and remember that he is good and he's faithful and that God sent his son so that if we would receive him, accept him, we would one day share in everything that he has for us. Ultimate joy is knowing this, that heaven is our home, that Jesus is our savior, that troubles are temporary and that problems will pass, that failure isn't fatal, and that our future is forever in heaven with Jesus. Come on, let's thank God for that and let's pray together today. God, we thank you so much in spite of our circumstances, in spite of our difficulty, we can have joy today in who you are and what you've done and knowing that you live inside of us. And I pray today, God, would you help us to walk in that joy? Help us to experience that joy. I pray for every husband and wife, for every mom and dad, for every kid, for every person navigating the trials and situations that this season has brought us. I pray, Lord, would you fill every heart with peace that passes all understanding? Would you remind us that you love us, that you're with us, that you're gonna see us through every situation? Maybe you're watching this right now and you say, I don't know that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, but I wanna know right now that heaven is my home. I wanna be able to have eternal perspective. Why don't you just say a simple prayer like this? It says, Jesus, I invite you in my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Make me brand new. From this day forward, God, I'm gonna serve you and follow you all the days of my life. I repent of my selfish way and I make you my Lord. I love you, Jesus. I invite you into my heart. God, we thank you for your word that it has the power to change us. And I pray like Paul, would you give us joy no matter what. Joy in spite of our circumstances. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word. And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen.